Hello San Pedro Podcast, episode 16. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, Before we get started with the episode, I wanted to quickly update you on the LAUSD teacher strike. Um, So I got back in touch with Jennifer McAfee to see if there was any updates that she can give us. And if you're not familiar with her, she was our guest from episode 13 and she originally gave us all the information we needed to know about why teachers are willing to strike. Um, So I recommend going back and listening to that if you haven't yet. Uh, so anyways, I got back in touch with her. She said there's a lot going on right now and she's been a little bit emotional waiting to see if the strike date would be moved. And, you know, she's been looking at her students and it, it's just, there's just like a lot of heavy, you know, emotions going around. Um, and I totally get that. Uh, she says, I'll quote her on this. I hope they will all know that a decision to strike is not something taken lightly, but if we don't get what our students deserve, it is what I believe to be the right thing to do. Um, I completely agree with her on that. You know, uh, no strike should be taken lightly, especially when you have so many people, um, gathering together to demand more, you know, that there's been something wrong. There's an issue. Um, Anyway, she said that UTLA made the call to move the strike date to Monday, January 14th, in case you guys didn't know. Um, And they also are negotiating, they had a negotiation session that she doesn't believe that the district took very seriously and she feels that nothing was accomplished. Another session is scheduled for Friday, um, tomorrow, January 11th at 9 a.m., and the district should bring a new proposal. So um, they've also, the teachers have also requested for them to bring information regarding the reimagined LAUSD plan. Um, so hopefully they get what they're asking for. Um, but she does say this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just quote her because what she has to say is so great. Um, she says, On a final Pedro note, we live in a town with the most amazing people. Every day, someone else is taking charge of something to support our students and educators. Shannon Ross has been collecting donations to make sure students who don't come to school but rely on free or reduced meals will have something. You can't even... Uh, believe how many donations she has collected. We also have Kathy, oh, I don't want to mess up her name, but Kathy Minas Famoletti from the ILWU organizing her members to adopt schools in the Harbor area. They will support our strike lines. Um, Let's see. These are just a few examples of how our community is really supportive. I could go on about the business and the parents who have reached out and stepped up to help us in this historic fight. They get it. They know what we are fighting for. It's so much more than a raise. It's a fight for this district to invest in our students and give them the education they deserve. I will stand by this um, no matter what and will do everything in my power to win this fight. Um, so that was, that was her direct quote from, uh, that's from Jennifer McAfee. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for keeping us posted. I really appreciate you getting in touch and letting me know what's going on and, um, allowing me to update our listeners with a personal update from you. So I really appreciate that. Um, anyways, thank you so much, Pedro, for being so supportive of this. It's so important that we stand behind our, um, 
our teachers and our educators, they are the ones who are investing the most into our children. And without further ado, I just want to introduce you to today's episode guest. Uh, not only is this girl just amazing and kind and generous and intelligent, but she's also a business owner in our local um, downtown San Pedro area and in a very unique industry, I might add. So today on the show, I have Stacy Treviso, the owner of CryptoSpace. Um, and it should go without saying that this episode is brought to you by CryptoSpace, St. Pedro's local cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptoSpace.com. All right. So in the studio now, we have Stacy Trevisio. She is the owner of CryptoSpace, which is on the corner of 6th Street and what's the street here? Mesa. Mesa. 6th and Mesa. I know you guys have seen it, and you probably have a lot of questions just like I did. I am so happy to have you, Stacey. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start, but I have a thousand questions for you. <laughs> so before we get into crypto space and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, um, tell us a little bit about you. Um, you didn't grow up in San Pedro, right? No, I didn't. I actually grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, which is uh, east of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty new to the area. Live here now, though. Yeah. Um, your sister brought you to town, right? Yeah. My sister, <laughs> who's a local realtor and designer, um, brought me over here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, we're staying here. How do you like it? I love it. I find it like, I, I feel like I'm crawling out of a cave every time I go back to the West side. <laughs> and now I, I always would talk crap to my friends. I would say, oh, but it's so far going places. Cause I love to travel mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's so far. I'm like, it's just, you know, like five hour drive. It's not, it's yeah. not a big deal. But now that I'm in San Pedro, I don't really like going out of here because it's I don't even drive my car anymore, so I love it. You don't? <laughs> no. You walk here. I walk everywhere. Wow. I ride bikes like a 12-year-old child. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love your lifestyle. Um, I especially love that you live at The View because that is my dream home. <laughs> I definitely want to like live there someday. Um, what has been some of the, the coolest things you've discovered about San Pedro since living here? It's really the the kind of slower pace, nice, like um, being able to walk everywhere, yeah. having the trolley and um, bikes and having the beach really close and the waterfront. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many little shops and um, small businesses that yeah. I, I'm still exploring and, mm-hmm. um, I find something cool all the time and, and the community has been really great. It's very different from other parts of LA where I've lived and I, I feel like everybody's very welcoming or very close. And of course there's, you know, different opinions about the changes that are happening, but, uh, for the most part, I think, um, no matter what side of the the um argument people are on on all the changes that are happening it's coming from a good place and you can tell yeah yeah Yeah. I think that there's going to be a lot of positivity that comes from it so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm excited 
Um, what did what was your upbringing like? You came from Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. I'm curious how you went from you know what got you interested into what you're doing now. I'm trying to like connect the dots. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you study? I um, went to college at FIDM, FIDM in downtown LA. Yep, like me. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah, you did tell me. Like, We're FIDM girls. Yeah. Great. That's awesome. I know. Three FIDM girls in one room in mm-hmm. San Pedro. I'll have to tag FIDM <laughs> on this podcast when I post yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I actually really do love, um, I love FIDM because a lot of the the people that I'm still in contact with today that have, you know, helped me somehow get to where I'm at has, have um, been from FITM and some of the instructors too. So I, it's a great place. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I went there. Did you get your business degree there? Um, merchandising and marketing. I wonder if you had Zelensky. Tom Zelensky. Zelensky. No. Okay. He was my favorite. <laughs> um, I, I, my favorite was um, a lady named Charlene Habermeyer. She I don't think great. I had her. Yeah. yeah. I um I got my AA in visual communications, and then I yeah. stuck around for my bachelor's in business okay. management. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love FITM, too. Okay. I love that it's like... We're all FITM girls here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't find that too many, especially like in Pedro. I wouldn't expect to like, you know, find that, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so what, what did you get your degrees in? Uh, merchandising and marketing. Okay. Uh, and I was specifically working in beauty industry, mm-hmm. which is funny because oh, crypto yeah, she is mentioned that. Mm-hmm. no way related to beauty industry, but even a lot of the stuff that I took from that industry can be applied here. So mm-hmm. um, spent a while in the beauty industry and product development mm-hmm. and education. Um, worked with a, a startup most recently, Dollar Shave Club. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so that was great. Started out with them when there were very few people. And um, when I took off to do the crypto space thing, there's probably about 20 250 people after they sold to Unilever. Oh, wow. So it was a really cool experience, yeah. You got to kind of see firsthand, like, the startup, you know, yeah. transition. That's really cool. Yeah, and that's part of what led to um, starting my own business, just because after working at a startup and having a lobster truck and beer all day, like, I can't really go to an office job or something. <laughs> I know. You know, like, yeah. it kind of ruins you for other jobs. So I'm like, well. I decided I was going to travel a little bit after that, and um, and then uh, crypto space happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you say it happened, but we're going to break it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first of all, what got you interested in cryptocurrency? Maybe mm-hmm. I should ask, what is cryptocurrency? Yeah. That might be helpful for myself and listeners. <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, uh, cryptocurrency is a digital currency, and a fiat currency like the dollar is a... a currency that's printed and well it it's run it's controlled by a government i don't want to say it's printed by a government because mm-hmm. printed by the federal reserve which is not yeah necessarily the government it's a private company okay but um it's a digital currency that is really not controlled by anybody it's a um technology and it's just out there with no owner mm-hmm. and the masses really decide what uh, what the value is and um, what's going to happen with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is really the first time that there's been a, and it runs on the blockchain, I should say that. That's mm -hmm. another important part of it. And and as far as what blockchain is, it I can get really detailed, but I know. that in a nutshell too is um, kind of like having a shared ledger where you can have a transaction with another um, person and there's no third party that needs to be involved because the the blockchain is like a shared ledger where you don't need to trust the other person to perform a transaction. Okay. So, for example, right now, if if I, you said, oh, um, send me the money for lunch, send me $15 for mm -hmm. lunch. If I didn't send you, if I didn't give you cash, I would use a third party to send you that money. Like Venmo or PayPal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, with... Bitcoin and having the blockchain or cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. you really don't need a third party. There's peer-to-peer -peer transactions on the blockchain. Wow. Uh-huh. That and is... Yeah, I'm like, the more you tell me, the more questions I have. <laughs> but no, just keep going. Yeah, and, um, and some people are really into Bitcoin for financial investment reasons. Other people are into it for more of like the freedom aspect of um, being able to be your own bank. Yeah. Especially with some people not agreeing with what banks are doing with their money more recently. Okay. Um, so those are some of the more um, like reasons people are into it for the freedom factor mm -hmm. and um, the potential for cryptocurrency to be, be a solution to a lot of the major problems happening in the world mm -hmm. or with certain countries like Venezuela and, and um, just different different big issues that we're having in the world right now. So is cryptocurrency like a global currency? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you can use it anywhere. And even right now, if since not every place you go accepts Bitcoin, there's ways you can attach it to a card, which is almost like having a regular debit card. Mm -hmm. And um, you can have it linked to your crypto account, and it's just like using a, a debit card. So basically, it is just like, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like if we use the dollar here in the U.S. and then we go to Mexico and they use the peso, it would basically be like using your card and it would come out of your checking account. Like yeah. in your U.S. checking account, yeah, kind of okay, because yeah. it's it, you know if it's like a Visa or Mastercard and they accept that, then they can still get their, you know, transaction their their money. Yeah, they would they would get their money in whatever currency they mm -hmm. they are using. Okay, because the the service that you would use kind of converts it for you, so that way the um, I had to say it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, that way the the person that owns the shop or wherever you're spending it doesn't have to deal with cryptocurrency. Yeah, but uh, more and more you'll start seeing businesses that do accept Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Like Overstock.com accepts it. Wow, um, that's cool. You can buy airline tickets with Bitcoin. Which airline? Uh, all of them? Or? All of them, but it's through, is it Cheap Air or Cheap Flights? Cheapo Air or? Cheap, cheap Air. Ooh, I think one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's like a Cheapo Air. Yeah, cheap it's either airline. Cheap Air or Cheap Flights. I uh -huh. think it's CheapFlights.com. Okay. Yeah, so... um. So there are a lot of problems it's solving already on the currency side. So cryptocurrency running on the blockchain. And there's another side to, to 
these tokens that are like aside from Bitcoin that um, that are a little bit different. So there's some coins that are set up to be currency tokens to mm -hmm. be a way uh, like a means of exchange. Mm -hmm. And there's other tokens that are more like utility tokens that mm -hmm. have a project behind them. Okay. Um, so, for example, let's say um, there was a, a project that. Um, created a token that was for real estate development mm -hmm. and um, they were going to build let's say the view down mm -hmm. the street and um, right now where where most people are if like let's say if I wanted to go invest in that project without having a company that had a coin or anything mm -hmm. I would need to know the right people I would have to have the right knowledge I would have to have a substantial amount of money to contribute or some type of something to offer in that project yeah. that um, would let me be considered mm -hmm. and then you would need to be accepted into that project okay but now with um, with tokenization and these companies having these utility tokens um, it gives the masses like anybody in the world an opportunity to say, hey, I want to invest $10, and somebody else to say, hey, I want to invest a million dollars. It's um, kind of like buying stock in a company, but yeah. it could be at a much smaller scale. Yeah, that it makes it more accessible for yes. people to actually start investing. Yeah, That's yeah. Really so, cool. so these are some of the things that are going on with the utility tokens, mm -hmm. and, um, and with blockchain technology making things a lot more... Um, it could make things a lot more transparent. It could make um, make things a lot more secure. Mm -hmm. And um, with that, it's definitely going to change every industry in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's really big. So Bitcoin is definitely just the tip of the iceberg. And, um, and what we do here is a little more specific, but... As far as cryptocurrency and blockchain, it's just so much going on. It's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. <laughs> um, I, I still feel like I have a lot to learn. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because I don't fully understand. Yeah. But um, I, I think this is so cool. And um, I don't know if you knew this, but have you ever heard of the term? Um, well, you've heard of Silicon Beach, right? Uh -huh. Okay, it comes from Silicon Valley, so yeah. Venice and that whole like stretch of beaches like Silicon Beach. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard San Pedro being referred to as Silicon Harbor? I have not, but I've thought I've just been. That's part of what made us move here: was SpaceX and yeah. what's going on at Alta Sea. Yeah, so that was a term that I heard, you know, a few years back, and and I don't know if I read something somewhere. I honestly couldn't tell you where, but I knew that San Pedro was referred to as like Silicon Harbor, and that um, or like we just kind of somebody predicted that it was going to be the next big tech place, you know, tech yeah. hub, and. As soon as I saw your building or your business come in, I was like, it is the beginning. It's the beginning of Silicon Harbor. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's funny because now that I hear that, I'm like, that's so strange that we didn't really know that. I was just like, my sister's here and then I'm a huge... Um, Elon Musk nerd, so I'm like, what? SpaceX is right there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, um, so that's what attracted us, really. Yeah. So if you feel out of place, I don't think you are whatsoever. I think that you're exactly where you should be. You know, you're part of a bigger 
thing that's happening, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's been great being here and because um, most of what we do is online, mm-hmm. but we wanted to have a space that was open to the public because our last office was a pretty sweet spot inside of a WeWork, but it wasn't really accessible to people walking by. Mm-hmm. And Ernesto and I had made so many mistakes getting mm-hmm. into crypto in the beginning that we're like, okay. we can't be helping people. Ernesto is <laughs> your business partner. Ernesto is my partner. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I met him outside. Very nice. Um, very kind. I am so excited to hear more about what you guys do. But first, what got you into Bitcoin? <laughs> well, it was actually my partner, Ernesto, that told me about it first. And um, he loves playing poker. <laughs> and at first, for some reason, I was like, oh, it's some kind of online gambling thing. This was back in like 2011. Uh, and this whole... Bitcoin crypto thing started in 2009. So mm-hmm. it was fairly early. Yeah. But I just didn't really understand what it was. And he was insisting on investing in it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. you do your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get those Bitcoins. Yeah. And um, I support you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I'm most passionate about is sustainable development. Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of always had an interest of having a place off the grid and growing my own food and all of that stuff. Yeah. And and at the time, yeah. I didn't think they were related at all because I didn't really understand uh, what cryptocurrency was. So mm-hmm. um, for a while, I was planning on learning more about sustainable development mm-hmm. and, um, and, and planning to go um, build an earthship. <laughs> so um, I, I plan to go do, do this earthship academy in Colombia with the earthship biotexture team. Oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. Yeah, lived in the jungle for a month. Oh my goodness. <laughs> with wow. no roads, no cars, no electricity, all that stuff. No restrooms, no kitchen. No restrooms. No. no. <laughs> what an experience. Yeah. I always wanted to do an experience like that. I just never <laughs> felt like I could. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely very hard, and I ugly cried at least every other day. But I would cry, probably <laughs> ugly cry all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but it was the most amazing experience I've ever had. That is awesome. And it, it was actually from that that I was like, oh, okay, if I were to live off the grid, which I don't plan to anytime soon, but it'd be really cool to have a place to go to that was off the grid. Like, how would I um, still have money to travel or to do these, uh, to go back to, you know, come back to LA and go back to my place? And um, if I'm, you know, just off the grid somewhere, like, how are you going to have currency or have money? Uh And and I was talking to Ernesto about this, and he... um, he told me, he's like, I've been telling you for so long, Bitcoin. I'm like, what does Bitcoin have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. And then, um, and that's really when I realized it's just like the the perfect thing for, really for the whole world, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a digital currency and um, nobody really has to know you have it. Let's say if, especially in places in certain places of the world like some people are at more risk of having cash on them or Mm -hmm. anything like that and and with um bitcoin you can have however much money just stored in your brain by remembering 12 words okay so um so there's just a lot of things that made it perfect for what i was passionate in just with the earthship biotexture and off the grid sustainability, all of that. And Absolutely. That's what got me into it in the beginning. And then it just kind of opened up a whole other 
um, it went down the rabbit hole and haven't came out. And here you are. You're yeah. further down the rabbit hole. Definitely, yes. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, this is actually a great place to pause um, and for our sponsored ad, um, and then we can really dive in. Great. Yeah, and talk okay. about your amazing space here. Hey guys, can we talk about bad fish real quick? Uh, so not only are they the coolest and most Pedro iconic skating brand in town, but I know I've personally bought several shirts, hoodies, and hats for my husband, my brother, and myself. I'm very proud to have them as a sponsor and I can't wait to keep you posted on their latest deals. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at badfishclothing and visit them online at badfishclothing.com. back um so tell me what was it like starting a business here in san pedro and then second also on our on sixth street which is our downtown area Mm -hmm. what was that like for you it um it was a very fast process i would say um ernesto and i actually decided to get a different um location that was bigger than our last spot in manhattan beach um, just to be more open to the public and more accessible. And um, so we actually called Stephanie, my sister and realtor and designer. <laughs> um, uh, and we called her from Mexico. We were at a, um, a cryptocurrency convention down in Acapulco. Mm-hmm. So we were actually just in the pool and thought up this idea. So we called Stephanie and asked her, how long would it take to make a crypto lounge? <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? Like, how long would it take to open a crypto lounge? She goes, uh, I don't know. Depends. Like, a few months. And, and of course, Ernesto wants to do everything yesterday. So he's like, do you think we could do it in 30 days? She's like, uh, look for a place. <laughs> so that was the 30 beginning. days? That was your goal? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So that was the beginning of it. And yeah. by the time we got back a few days later, Stephanie had found this place and had a few other options. But we um, we just thought this was a perfect location because I I really love the downtown vibe and um, and just seeing the place it has a lot of light and I um, love the natural lighting in here. Yeah, come on, you just can't get any better than this. Yeah, um, which sometimes isn't the best for a place that <laughs> does cryptocurrency because it has an ATM. But oh yeah, we're, that's it's all true. secure and especially since. Um, cryptocurrency is digital where it's pretty secure because, yeah. you know, it's not much to take, but, uh-huh. um, but that's what also led to us kind of expanding here and having a, a bigger space. But, uh-huh. um, I would say, uh, the, my favorite part of the whole process was just like making things happen so quickly. And, um, and Ernesto and I are crazy enough to think that we could do everything ourselves. So believe it or not, that, huge green wall we painted ourselves the ceiling we painted we did pretty much everything ourselves that was awesome um which was fun for about five minutes and then I never want to paint the color green again but Mm -hmm. it was it was fun for a little bit and it was a lot of work and um and Stephanie helped us design the place and um we had a lot of people walking in just curious about what we were going to do and um 
and that was pretty fun to start meeting people in the community and um and yeah it went really quick so from the time we thought of it to the time we were here and kind of open was only about I want to say a month and a half or so Mm -hmm. um yeah so it was quick it was fun that is so cool I mean I I remember seeing this place for the first time and I mean I told you my initial reaction was like oh my gosh Silicon Harbor is here it's happening (laughs) um and then I was like what do they do? You know, I'm sure that's what everybody's thinking. It's like, what do they do? What's going on? Can we just chill in there? Cause it looks so nice in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that's why people probably mistake you for like a coffee shop because it looks yeah. so welcoming and inviting in here. So you did a great job, Stephanie. Um, Stephanie's in the studio with us, by the way. Um, that is cool. What are some of the like interactions you've had from with, you know, people walking by? So once we opened, um, there's a few people that I see here all the time. Hopefully you're listening because I want you to come say hello. <laughs> but there's a few people I see check out the place and get on the website and they'll pass a few times, uh, but they don't come in. And um, after seeing them a few times, and it seems like they're they're just curious, I wave over to, to tell them to come in and they shake their hands. No, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's... that's um, kind of funny but I want to make sure people feel welcome to just come in and and you don't have and a lot of people think that you have to buy a whole bitcoin to like be a part of cryptocurrency but here that's not even like people can buy one dollar of bitcoin if they wanted to get it but that's not even the only reason people can come in like I would say if somebody's interested in even knowing what cryptocurrency is come in and come to some free workshops because it takes a long time to even learn. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that come in that are like, okay, I'll get some. I discourage them from getting it until they understand it. Um, So I don't want people to feel like they need to come in here Mm -hmm. like with, you know, with the intention of buying Bitcoin. That's not the only thing we're here for. There's there's a lot to learn and we have a lot of um, good resources. Uh Uh-huh. I would love to learn more. Um, Great. In uh, the last episode with Stephanie, we talked a little bit about podcasts and I talked Mm -hmm. to her, uh, I told her one of my favorites is so money with Farnoosh Tarabi. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's like one of those, like, I don't know anything about Bitcoin Uh and like better be safe than sorry and like stay away and I don't like I don't really care for that mentality because I'm like we should learn more you know um yeah so I incorporated some other podcasts in there but she's great for personal finance stuff oh awesome um another funny reaction we've gotten from people once we opened here is um people come in and say oh so you're a coffee shop and I go no but we have coffee it's free you want some <laughs> and um and then they go oh so you sell plants because Stephanie from Peacock and Co oh yeah they were um, next door yeah uh-huh and we still talk to her a lot and so we got a lot of really awesome plants from her <laughs> so cool that explains it yeah. these are all real succulents yeah, That's and so the fig, cool. the fig um, yeah, I saw trees outside. So we got a lot of stuff from Stephanie and Peacock and Co. And so people say, "Oh, so you sell plants?" And I go, "No, <laughs> but if you want them, Peacock and Co. Check them out." And yeah. and they go, "Oh, so you like sell workshops and stuff?" I'm like, "Well, we have workshops, but." They're all free. <laughs> so what do you 
do? <laughs> and like, I knew Bitcoin was we're like, so you know, dark web, black market. So we're like, no, no, no. Um, so yeah, we, we're a brick and mortar exchange. So we buy and sell Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, what Ernesto and I do, a lot of our clients are not even necessarily in the city or mm-hmm. even in the state. Some of them are in different countries and other parts of the country. So what we do is a lot online because mm-hmm. a lot of our the people in the community too that we have met they're like we love you guys but yeah. I hope you're doing okay sometimes there's no one in there yeah yeah <laughs> but um, see because so technically you guys really don't need a brick and mortar and uh-huh. you're just in a brick and mortar to kind of make it like accessible is that yeah yeah that's definitely. kind of the way I'm getting it and and it is you can tell like it's a welcoming place you want people to learn more Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily need people to make money right you don't need more buyers or do they buy through you they buy through us so um so the main thing that we do here is we're a a brick and mortar exchange so so people can go online and and exchange but a lot of people don't feel comfortable with cryptocurrency enough to go onto an online exchange load their money put their social security number and all of this stuff and then Hope that the exchange doesn't, you know, get hacked or their information isn't going to the wrong place. So there's a lot of barriers and uh-huh. a lot of people already don't understand cryptocurrency and want a place to, want to talk to a human. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So here they can do that. Uh-huh. Um, and and the bulk of our business does come from Bitcoin miners, which the way a Bitcoin is generated is also another big topic that's very interesting yeah. and um and why it makes it so different from a fiat currency because mm-hmm. with the dollar we see a lot of inflation like mm-hmm. before like our grandparents would say oh you know that house cost us thirty thousand dollars we're yeah. like oh now that doesn't really even get you a car yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so um and now you can't even buy a condo for under a half a million in most areas of totally. LA totally and that's because of inflation and um, and with the way Bitcoin is set up and and um, produced, generated, it's um, deflationary. So the more people adopt it, the the more valuable it will become. Uh-huh. And um, of course, it's a market. So just like any market, it goes up and down. And there's a lot of risk involved. So I'm not saying it's always gonna go up. Yeah. But um. But for the most part, the way that it's set up is to be um, uh, deflationary, and there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins. Okay. And those can be divided up into a bunch of pieces, which are Satoshis, but um, it, it can gain value rather than just having to create more Bitcoin forever and ever and ever, and then it, um, you know, causes inflation. So it can, okay, got it. So there's like this set amount of Bitcoin out there, and it can be broken up into tiny fractionary pieces. Yep. Okay, and and anybody can own a little tiny piece. (laughs) Yeah, anybody can Mm -hmm. own a tiny piece. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, okay, while you buy and sell Bitcoin, so you're taking my money and you're giving me nothing because where is the Bitcoin? (laughs) You know? Um, Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) And Bitcoin can be stored on a digital wallet that's on your phone or your computer. 
or it can be stored in a little digital vault, which is more secure. And I think of um, these cold wallets, like on your phone or computer, mm -hmm. kind of like having your purse or your wallet in your pocket. Okay. Yeah. And um, and the little I'm sure that's really hard to grasp for some people. Yeah. And some yeah, listeners, yeah. Yeah. You know. Totally. <laughs> Bear with us. <laughs> but you could also have it stored on a paper wallet, which is kind okay. of like having a dollar bill. Okay. And some people say that's most secure, but I feel like it's the least secure because... Someone can physically take it. Yeah, if, if you physically take a piece of paper, you don't need to know how to be a hacker and yeah. have a ton of time to, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you have it. So um, You yeah. mentioned really quickly Satoshi, um, which I think our listeners probably are like, what? <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about him? Yeah, so um, a lot of people wonder, like, who created Bitcoin? Who owns Bitcoin? Nobody owns all of Bitcoin. It's mm -hmm. just a technology that's out there. But um, the technology or this concept was created by either a person or a group of people, we don't know, um, by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> okay. Um, but we don't know if that is one person or a group of people. Okay. Nobody knows. It's ambiguous. Um, yeah. So it was put out there and um, just released into the wild. And there's a white paper, which is kind of like a business plan. And mm -hmm. in cryptocurrency, you'll hear a lot of people throwing around the term white paper. And it's really just a business plan for the coin. So, yeah. um, so there was a white paper put out um, about the intentions and what it was created for. Uh, that is a really good read. Okay. You look up the Bitcoin white paper from Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that'll be interesting. Um, I honestly can't wait to learn more. I have to go to one of these workshops. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're cooling down a little bit right now because it was there was an event almost every night of the week. <laughs> yeah, you and, um, <laughs> and so we're going to start putting more events up um, after the new year. The new year and, um, and a lot of the workshops that are here by some people that are I consider really good experts in the space mm -hmm. and have some really valuable information. That's cool. And I would love to get more people from the community because a lot of uh, people that are at the workshops come from like even Burbank, um, San Diego. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And some of the speakers that are here come from other states who we have one guy that comes pretty often from Dallas. Um, oh, my goodness. And you charge nothing for these workshops? Yeah. They're, most of them are free unless it comes with some type of, like, um, we do a, a ledger party, which uh -huh. is like a, a security setup, and okay. it comes with all of the things you need to do your security. Mm -hmm. um, so that one we charge for because it comes with the product. Mm -hmm. But... Um, Everything else we've done is free. Okay, that is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and and for Ernesto at least, when he his idea of having this storefront space, he really wanted to push adoption and just be a support desk for people that are like, WTF? What do I do yeah. with this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of people like that once they, you know, grow bold enough to come in and see what you guys are all about. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. And um, Ernesto and I actually got in, really got into the space back in 2012. Mm -hmm. And a lot has changed since then. A lot is so much easier. But when we got in, it was hard to even 
get Bitcoin mm-hmm. or know what to do with it. And yeah. we've uh, made just about every single mistake you can make. Lost <laughs> about who knows how many Bitcoins. And uh-huh. at the time, they were only worth like $400 each. So it wasn't a big deal then. But mm-hmm. now with Bitcoin worth a lot more, it's a little painful to think about. But That's what I was going <laughs> to ask you is what is the value of Bitcoin to dollars? Uh, well, that changes all the time. All the time. It's and basically right, like investing in stocks, right? Like the mm-hmm. value is just changing constantly and, and you... Yeah, you, and I would say there's definitely more risk in cryptocurrency because it is still a, a pretty small market um, compared to other markets. And, um, and when it goes up and then goes down, it's not just a little bit. It can be a lot. So yeah. just last year, around this time, it got up to 19000 for uh-huh. one Bitcoin. And right now, just to give a little perspective, it's at 3500 right for around Bitcoin. there for Bitcoin. So And just um, the year before that, it was like $1,000. Uh-huh. And so it's so if we buy one Bitcoin, (laughs) like it could go up exponentially or it could decrease. Yeah. Do you see what what causes that wave in the market? Well, right now it's always different things. It could be news. Mm -hmm. It could be um, so many different things. But right now, like any market with uh stocks, right? And a lot of people are saying that, oh, it's down, the bottom's out from cryptocurrency, it's done, it's over with. Uh But if you really look into it, and this is actually something that I'm excited to talk about because (laughs) (laughs) um, we had some people... we had a broken window this weekend. So okay, so that's why the board is there. <laughs> yeah. We had a broken window that was not related to anybody breaking in. It was just somebody kind of lost it on the street and mm-hmm. and ended up breaking our window. Um, but a lot of people online were like, oh, it's because Bitcoin's down. <laughs> Everyone was freaking out. And, that's so funny. Um, it had nothing to do with Bitcoin, everybody. <laughs> it didn't. And they're like, it's because crypto's over. But um, it's important to look at what this what the technology is really it's a technology and um cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is not going anywhere Mm -hmm. that's um of course i can't say that's for sure but it's it's very very unlikely that it's going anywhere so it's like computers and smartphones are not going yeah (laughs) and i would say that the one thing that i think is for sure is that things aren't going to stay stay the same (laughs) that's one thing we can count on yeah and um and Right now, since a lot of people feel like, oh, the bottom can be called, it's like Bitcoin and crypto is done. Mm -hmm. It's not actually the case. And some people would say it's healthy for um, Bitcoin to come down closer to cost of production. Mm -hmm. So the way Bitcoin is mined or created is um, there's miners all around the world. Yeah. Uh, Just like physical gold, you think about people mining gold. Right. There's physical labor that goes into it. But this is like the same concept, but in the g- digital world. Okay. So um, to to create a Bitcoin, there's miners that have these little computers plugged in, and they just work all day to solve a difficult math equation that's just thrown out by an algorithm. Oh, my goodness. This, this is, is so, yeah, this <laughs> so is in-depth. <laughs> I sound like I'm a like, huge nerd oh right now. That's awesome. But, um, I think it's really cool that you have this passion. <laughs> so there's this uh, math equation that's thrown out by the, well, just a, an equation. 
and all of these miners that have computers set up all around the world mm -hmm. um, are just trying to solve that problem. And the first one that solves it generates a block of bitcoins. Wow. Okay. Uh -huh. So, um, so the amount of Bitcoin mined mm -hmm. will get smaller and smaller um, every what they call a halving period. Okay. Um, so it'll be harder and harder to mine Bitcoin as, as time, time goes on. Okay. Um, and so. Right now, well, for a while, there were a lot of people getting into mining, especially mm -hmm. when Bitcoin was like 18,000, 19,000, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh, mining, mining, mining. Yeah. So a lot of people started to set up facilities, and in the beginning, it was a lot easier. The difficulty level was lower, so you heard of a lot of people becoming like, Bitcoin millionaires by mining in their apartment. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Or yeah. through their computer, but... That was way early on. So were to, they true millionaires then too? Like um, depends what they did with it. Okay, <laughs> if they got it. If they cashed out the peak, okay, yeah, and, or maybe they still have a lot and they still are. It really yeah, depends. but those headlines were true. That yeah. They did. Oh, definitely. Okay. Uh -huh. wow. And even early investors, not necessarily miners, early investors um, that got Bitcoin when it was a few dollars or yeah. had a couple hundred dollars. Now to imagine that yeah. it's crazy because yeah. you just said it was like three thousand uh -huh. dollars, which right is now. not too long ago. Yeah, you know, it's just a few years ago. Uh -huh. um, so now to to be a miner, you need to have like a huge warehouse, mm -hmm. um, cheap electricity or free electricity. So there's a lot of mining going on in like Iceland, um, some areas of Canada, in the mm -hmm. U.S. I'd say probably Montana and Texas are really some of the areas where cool. it's happening, but. Um, these huge mining facilities were starting to pop up. And um, some of them, by the time they got set up and turned on the lights, Bitcoin had gone down quite a bit. So for a long time, um, the cost to create one Bitcoin was around like $6,400. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm into trading too. So so that was kind of like a putting, putting fundamental analysis and technical analysis together was really interesting and has been through this whole um, change in the market with it going down quite a bit recently because mm -hmm. at that point, um, since most of our our clients that keep the lights on here yeah. are Bitcoin miners, we would get this information from them. And with that difficulty level and where, where all the miners were at, it was about 64,000 for a while. Okay. And we could see that in the charts when we looked at the Bitcoin chart, um, we can kind of see a support line around there. Yeah. And we had a we have a free trading workshop here sometimes. So we would chart Bitcoin and and um, do technical analysis, but the fundamental analysis kind of showed there too with what yeah. the miners were going through. And um, with it being at that spot for so long, uh, sorry if I'm nerding out here. You are, but I'm, like, <laughs> I'm honestly loving it. Um, a lot of miners started going out of business because uh -huh. they bought all their equipment in Bitcoin when it was really high. And by the time they turn on their lights, it it's like, yeah. yeah. So they start, some miners started going out of business. And um, as miners went out of business, the miners that were left were able to have a lower difficulty okay, yeah. rate to generate a Bitcoin. Uh -huh. um, so it was better for them but a lot of miners were going out of business. And so then the new bottom, what 
what a lot of people were thinking was the bottom was that new price to generate a Bitcoin at the new difficulty mm-hmm. level, which was around four thousand. When when was this? Like when this was it seems like last year, but it was only like last month, really. Really? A month or two oh, ago. Wow. Yeah. And by the time this episode comes out, it will have been like maybe two months ago. Yeah, or two and a half, yeah, we'll one see and a half months ago. Then. Yeah. And um and now um I won't say too much information because people say, how do you know this? <laughs> just um, just from, you know, our, our clients and people in the industry, it's looking like um, there's there's a lot going on in the world in different countries um, trying to almost monopolize on the mining. Wow. So tr- kind of doing like the old Amazon technique, willing to sell books at a loss to wipe out the competition. So if there's miners oh, out there, and uh-huh. I won't say, you know, a country or anything, but there's a lot of mining facilities out there that could be being subsidized by the electric companies. And um, and mining, at a loss even, they're willing to do that or have a lower um, production cost mm-hmm. for Bitcoin. And they're willing to stay there for a while to just let all their competition die out, which yes. is other Bitcoin miners. Um so they can have more of that mining power and um, and profit later. And, yeah, yeah, profit more. And even when Bitcoin is all mined and the, there's already 21 million of them out there mm-hmm. and um, there's no more to generate, there's still going to be small transaction fees going on. So, right. so a lot of people think, oh, it's just down. But there's a lot of reasons that, it, that we're at this point. And some people would say it's healthy for for it to come closer to production mm-hmm. um, cost, and um, that to me, it just tells me that this is huge. Yeah, and we're so early, and a lot of people, and I don't think a lot yeah. of our listeners would even expect there to be so much money invested into this industry um and and I think that's just purely because we're ignorant we have no idea what Bitcoin is first of all and Mm -hmm. the kind of craze that it's created yeah and here in the U.S. we're actually really really far behind compared to other countries really because we haven't really taken a solid stance on regulation Uh not we but the our country the U.S. And there's a lot of um, negative media, a lot of um, stuff mm-hmm. going on that is positive by yeah. institutions that it's going on behind the scenes. People don't even realize it. Some people feel like, oh, dangerous. It, it's still dangerous yeah. or it's not safe yet. Yeah. But there's a lot going on in the background right. by large institutions, corporations. It's a huge topic. I think it's really common for us in the U.S. to kind of just listen to the media and, you know, not really dig deeper. I totally believe that there's Mm -hmm. a lot going on underneath all that. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, and some people do ask, like, oh, I heard Bitcoin was used for black market transactions. And, yeah, that's one use case. <laughs> but, but dollars so are, are dollars, for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dollars are used for the same thing every day. It's so, so funny when yeah. people try to, like, uh, you know, um, discredit something for saying, like, well, it was used mm-hmm. for this. Like, yeah, you, you can use anything for that, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're a bad person or if you're out to do right. not great things, then you can use anything, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I've, I feel like I've learned so much, but all you've really done is made me – 
have like a thousand more questions. <laughs> so I'll have to save them for like a later workshop. Um, well, I what I ask all my guests um, is what's something that excites you about the changes and something that concerns you about like the changes that are going on in San Pedro. Let's start with concerns and then end on a happy note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Concerns. I would say a concern is that some people feel like something's being taken away from them. The history... Um, uh, just, you know, things that they're familiar with in the community, which um, I, it doesn't really relate to me too much because I'm kind of new here, but I can understand how that, that could be a little painful for people that have grown up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think that's, um, that's a common thing we're facing, especially with the renovation of the, the port, you know, we're feeling a little, um, sensitive right I think that's the word a a lot of people in the community are feeling sensitive about the changes Mm -hmm. um what are some things that excite you oh man so much yeah well SpaceX being down here I am a huge nerd about traveling into space and all of that that is so cool um I probably would not want to live in Mars, though, because I don't want to live the rest of my life in a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it'll take a while to terraform the planet. And I'm like, I would definitely want to, like, visit, though. Yeah. So I, <laughs> this is, like, getting really nerdy. But <laughs> just having it. SpaceX there, I'm like, that is amazing. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I hear that the Falcon is here, mm-hmm. I'll ride my bike just to go see the <gasps> That's um, so the cool. Falcon. I really haven't – okay, it's so funny. I just got a new car. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling Stephanie I'm officially, like, a soccer mom. I just awesome. traded in my Toyota Corolla for a Honda Odyssey. So I have a nice. minivan. <laughs> I love it because it has so much space. But the first yeah. thing I did was go drive over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went down 22nd and I went through like the warehouses there. I didn't, I was like, oh, this must be where SpaceX was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think I've, I've actually physically been there. It was at nighttime, so I couldn't see yeah. too much. And then on the other side, Alta Sea. Oh, yeah, Alta Sea. Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, uh, one of the our local attorneys in the area that you maybe you know Ryan, he um, Ryan Blaney. Okay, uh, he's I great. I think I've by met the way, him. yeah, but he's the one that actually um, one of the first people that came in here and said, "Hey, what are you guys doing here?" <laughs> uh-huh. And um, he introduced me to Alta C, and mm-hmm. since then I've just been following what they're doing. It's amazing trying to convince one of our partners that's in the the um, ocean research uh, oh, industry cool. to move down there just so I can like be closer and like have another <laughs> have inside. a reason to be like hey guys I'm back <laughs> but That's awesome um, yeah I love what they're doing down there and um and the whole redevelopment there is going to be so cool mm-hmm. and um and I'm so excited about crafted and brewery mm-hmm. west oh, gotta love brewery west right <laughs> yeah and I'm excited about um just just a lot of like energy stuff happening here. Like just everyone's building, um, creating new things, and just yeah. what's inside of Alta Sea just blows my mind. The different companies oh, yeah. and the different projects they're working on, mm-hmm. and the Catalina Sea Ranch. I mm-hmm. just love it. I I absolutely love it too. And now now I'm getting really excited. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it's true or not, but I hear that there's a Trader Joe's opening <gasps> up down the street in front of the view. No. Yes. 
Yes. Where did you hear this? Um, from I need to the find girls out that, that do leasing at the view. Oh my gosh. So I like, oh, that's going to be a Trader Joe's. And I was Oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. There's going to be a train down I will never leave. I'll never leave. You will never need a car again. No, no I'm, I'm actually thinking of selling one of our cars because I never plan on it, it yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, you could, you could lease cars, right? Can, yeah. Yeah, maybe you yeah, can make some extra true. money on the side leasing a car. Yeah. That is really, really cool. I had no idea, and I just got yeah, so excited. I don't know. Some people are like, no, no, it's not Trader Joe's. It's Sprouts. Or Sprouts would be great, too, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see if it's Trader Joe's. We'll see. Um, something to look forward to. I'll keep all you listeners posted. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much, Stacey. I have learned so much. I can't wait to learn more about Bitcoin and mm-hmm. even talk to my husband. He's probably going to be like, what? But <laughs> maybe talk about investing a little bit. That would be really awesome. Yeah. Between you and your sister. Oh, my gosh. What a wealth of knowledge you guys have. That's amazing. <laughs> definitely need more workshops here yeah, in your beautiful definitely. space. And um, we'll be adding more this um, January have a few really fun things in the works so mm-hmm. definitely come by and if there's no workshop and anyone wants to just come check it out say hi what are welcome. your what are your hours we're here monday through friday 10 a.m to 6 p.m awesome and um where can people follow you Cryptospace US. Okay. And our website is cryptospaceus.com. Awesome. So on Instagram or like Twitter? Right, Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to get better at Twitter, but I, just, I can't either. And it's probably the biggest in crypto, so I, I'm bad for not. I feel terrible too. I'm a bad tweeter. Yeah. And, um, and on Telegram. A lot of people on Telegram, it's kind of like a messaging app. Oh, cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I am so excited. Um, I'm excited about this new year, and I'm excited for to learn so much more. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening um, and hanging in there as we really dive deep into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and the digital market. Uh, You guys are awesome and I'm so proud to have um, Stacy on the show with us and have Cryptospace as our podcast sponsor. Um, Be sure to follow them on Instagram, that's cryptospace.us and be sure to follow their website, uh, cryptospaceus.com. And I will keep you posted on any upcoming events that they have. In the meantime, have a good one. See you next week.